Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 28 for Monday, April 30th. Man, April is over. I am Alex Zui, and I'm here today with Ray Estrada. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Had a good weekend at the plate in our baseball games. Yeah, so, home fir- runs, so. All right, so first things first, he's too modest yeah. to talk about this. This man hit an absolute bomb this weekend, and we have to talk about it. Like I did. We have to talk about every detail of this situation. No, I'm just kidding. But really, though, man, con- like congratulations on a great weekend. What, you had like Thank you. five hits in, in I had six a hits this header. weekend. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Oh, if I was in double play yesterday, I won it this morning. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, no big deal. You broke um, out of your slump on the last day of the season. Ah, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter. I'm a little bit under the weather, too, so if my voice sounds incredibly different than normal, that is the reasoning, you know. We're just we're just talking, talking non, you know, non-MLB stuff right off the bat here, but, you know, we're one month into the season. We're going to take this time to reflect on everything that's happened in the last month, and we're going to talk about what's going to be going on going forward because there's a lot of question marks. Um, and we'll, you know, talk about all this stuff. It's so amazing how after one month we learn so much, so many new opinions are formed. Uh, what, like a month ago we're talking, is Shohei Otani ready for the major leagues? Well, yeah, I would say so. And, um, you know, we're talking about the Marlins as the worst team in baseball. Well, so far, 9-18. and 18, not the worst team in baseball. So take that, Reds, Royals, White Sox, and Orioles, who are all worse than the Marlins, who are supposed to be the worst team in the MLB by a, by a huge margin. No, not the case so far. We'll see how long they keep that up. So, yeah, what, why don't you go ahead and you know, talk about just the over, overall, what are some opinions of yours that have been drastically changed over the last month? Uh, certainly Shohei Otani has drastically changed. I mean, as much as, like I said, oh, now it's like, oh, spring training stats really don't matter. It's like, sometimes they do. Like, Shohei Otani, you couldn't have been encouraged by a spring. Um, and then for him to explode like he did, it wasn't like he, um, he leveled out. Like, he has co- turned his complete 180 into one of the premier players in the game so far. Like I said, it's, it, it is only a month into the season. Uh, I will say for all those numbers, he has a 393 Babbitt, which uh, indicates that there might be some minor regression, but that's certainly the biggest one. Uh, the Marlins are certainly the most forgettable team, uh, maybe the Reds, but um, in terms of like, like guys on the team are like, who is that? Who is that? Oh, I don't know. Um, nice. Um, it, yeah, I, I think um, for me, nothing too drastic really outside of Otani. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I, I would say the, the Reds are actually so entertaining in how bad they were throughout the entirety of the month. They bounced back in the last few days or so, but... They're, they get Joey Votto. Joey, Votto's, jo- Joey Votto's always entertaining. You're right, but you know, for a good part of a month, he wasn't. Yeah, so... Shout out to Canada. Just to kind of refresh real quick, you know, just kind of take you down memory lane from the past month. Just, you know, some of the storylines that we've seen right away, you know, like in the first week of the season, we had, we had Kapler Gate, where the Phillies looked like they were not going <laughs> to do anything. Well, they're, they're pretty good. They're in second place in their division. Uh, not doing too shabby there. Gabe Kapler has not been under any scrutiny in the last couple weeks, even though he was getting absolutely roasted in the first week. Like I said, opinions change so fast. Um, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. Like, 
we, we've had fights already this season, some, some really thrilling brawls. We've seen a no-hitter already. Um, we thought the Yankees were not going to be good. They just won nine in a row and got themselves back up where people expected them to be. So I, I don't know. There's way too much to talk about, but let's, uh, let's go ahead and give the best team. Uh, not the best overall record, actually, but one of the most consistent teams for this first month. A little bit of credit where it's due. And that's the Diamondbacks, who have won all nine of their series so far this year. Uh, I did not actually dig and see if any other teams have done that in recent history. I do uh, not. That, I can't recall. They're closing though. in on a record. On a record. Some sort uh, of record. I believe it's it close. is 11. 11. I forget who it was. Somebody won 11 of their, their first 11 series of the year. I right. cannot remember who it was. Yeah, but so the Diamondbacks, you know, they're no slouches. They've been playing, you know, a lot of teams in their division. They've played the Rockies and the Dodgers a couple times, the, the Giants a couple times. They've played St. Louis. They've played San Diego. They've played Washington. They've played Philadelphia. Like, they're not, you know, stacked up against, you know, awful teams right off out of the gate. They're not playing the Reds multiple times in their first month. So, you know, the Diamondbacks have a lot of things going for them, but there's still concerns there depth-wise. You know, they just... Um, had Robbie Ray go down with an injury in his start today, some sort of oblique injury, and uh, Taiwan Walker already on the DL, DL as well, and he might need Tommy John. They're not really sure what they're doing with him yet. So are you concerned about the Diamondbacks' depth? Because that was one of the issues going into the year, and it's already starting to look a little thin. Yeah, certainly if Robbie Ray, I think he's slated for an MRI tomorrow, uh, Monday, if... Um... If he's not, if if it's a really big issue, then I, I think I'm concerned about that depth of the starting pitching. But I mean, they they've been raking really. Um, just I I guess the humidor hasn't really slowed him down. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt got got off to a got off to a bit of a slow start as well. He didn't have a hit through the first through the first series, but uh, he's all of a sudden got. Um, well, you know he doesn't. I was looking at the wrong line. He only has four home runs, eleven RBIs, but uh, certainly a lot of I, just their their lineup is structured just so well. I mean, when you have a speed guy like Cattell Marte who can get on base, that is just deadly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know they're not gonna have an easy time getting to that eleven straight series mark. No. They got the Dodgers again. They have the Astros after that for some interleague play. So I'm watching the Diamondbacks this week. I don't know about you. And, well, you know, I, I'm I'm a Dodger fan, so I'm gonna be watching them, yes, but not for the Diamondbacks. Well, yeah, but you know, they're let's talk about the Dodgers very quickly too. We'll talk about them and a couple of the other postseason contenders that are really not off to great starts. Uh, the Dodgers, of course, being one of them. Uh, of course, they're without their their best position player, Justin Turner, still on the DL. Um, Kershaw's been good. Everything, you know, about. The Dodgers has been more or less, you know, what we what we expected, except for the record. The record is just not there. You know, there's nobody that's playing very terrible. You know, from what I've seen, the the the, the, the bullpen is just not good. Okay, the bullpen that's, has that's a big has, problem. The bullpen has not been sharp. Pedro Baez has relied on way too much for a guy who mm-hmm. he's on his like tenth chance right now to right. prove that he can be a shutdown reliever. Uh, Tony Segrani's ran into a couple of rough outings lately. Right. Um, Kenley Jansen, mm-hmm. uh, his his struggles early on are well documented. 
Yeah, um, that, that's probably, at, you know, when I said everybody's about on par, that, that's the one player yeah. that's really off. It's him, and that's a big yeah, deal. And, and, and he he's the one guy in the bullpen kind of coming around right now. He hasn't had many chances the last couple weeks, or last, uh, about I would say, week. Um, to He hasn't gotten consistent time because the uh, offense is starting to turn around, but then the bullpen in front of Kenley is breaking down a lot of leads, uh, putting a lot of games out of reach. And because, like I said, starting pitching has been solid. Walker Buehler has had two very good um, uh, uh, starting uh, game, Start, game started. Yeah, starts. starts. <laughs> That's I'm late. an idiot. Uh, <laughs> it's late. Um, yeah, he's had two very good starts. Uh, Kershaw, shaky last couple starts by Kershaw standards. Um, but yeah, solid. Alex Wood's been solid. Rich Hill, uh, back on the DL with a finger infection now after um, he had a split nail that had him on the DL. But yeah, Hyunjin Ryu has been surprising. Maeda has been relatively solid. So, yeah, everywhere outside the bullpen it has been good. And basically, if the bullpen was at least somewhat solid, this uh, offensive turnaround that's happening a little bit right now would uh, would be resulting in more wins. Yeah, and, you know, you gave a pretty thorough description there. You know, one of my thoughts is um, kind of on a tangent. You know how people say that, like, all of this – all is right in baseball when Mike Trout is atop the war leaderboards. Well, you know, at, along those same lines, I think all is right with baseball when Rich Hill has blisters and Jonas Espedes has hamstring problems. Well, he doesn't. It's have not hamstring. a hamstring. You're right. It's, I, it's I fully expected. But, I, fully ex- I fully expected when I saw the alert that was like, oh, Cespedes exits with injury. I was like, yeah. is it a hamstring? I'm like, oh, it's not a hamstring. No, it's not. <laughs> but you know, it, it just it just seems right. You know, you, yeah. you look, you you check your alerts. You're like Cespedes to the DL. There it is, right on schedule. Um, you know, normally it's Troy Tulowitzki, uh, but he he decided to. He's, he's already there. Yeah, he decided to get a head start on that one this year. Um, yeah, a lot of injuries this year too, which is unfortunate, as it always is. But you know, what are you gonna do? There's there's still plenty to like. Mike Trout is not injured. That is no, you know, that is good. It's counter blessing. Shohei Otani is dealing with some stuff though. That's concerning. Yeah. Those are the only two players that I, I care about now, I guess. Um, that's my <laughs> life. So let's talk about, you know, we talked a lot about the Dodgers. I don't think, I didn't ask you this, but I I don't think there's lingering concern for the Dodgers. They're going to turn it around. They did last right year. Now, right, right, right now, no. Uh, yeah, uh, I feel they're going to they're gonna claw their way back. Mm-hmm. Uh, this team has enough pieces. Justin Turner will, will provide a spark. He is swinging the bat now. I don't know if you saw that uh, to be... The end of last week, hmm. uh, swinging the bat again. So he'll he'll come in, stabilize that lineup, um, and as as the other guys in the lineup are kind of on an upswing right now. Hopefully, I, Chris Taylor is surprisingly in a in a funk. He looks a little off at the plate. Um, so hopefully he he finds it at the top of the order. But yeah, it, otherwise they're playing relatively solid. They just need to get that bullpen sorted out. Yeah, I know the feeling, but um. You know, let's talk about the other teams that are off to really slow starts. Uh, let's talk about the Nationals next. You know, Bryce Harper, contract year. Um, that is one of the big storylines. He's off to a really good start. He's really close to setting, like, the record for walks in a single month. Yeah. So, um, you know, he's, he's doing okay for himself. But the Nationals overall, not so great. Only 12 wins so far. Fourth place in their division currently. I, I'm going to go ahead and assume similar situation here. No concerns. They're pretty healthy right now, still, except for Adam Eaton. So, are you are you worried about the Nationals at all? 
I'm not I'm not too concerned. Granted, I don't know the Nationals as well. I, they, they certainly have the players. Max Scherzer as is being Max Scherzer again. Uh, Gio Gonzalez is quietly having another uh, solid start. Uh, Strasburg has been a little off at times, uh, but uh, I I I think I think they're going to be fine. The, the bullpen. Brandon Kinsler hasn't been what they wanted to be so far. But yeah, they're kind of the Dodgers. Um, they're they're almost yeah, identical. Yeah, they're kind of the Dodgers, but um, they have the same know, ne- same number of wins too. I think something like that. Yeah. Thing is with the Nationals, you never know if they implode. I don't. I mean, the Dodgers. The Dodgers have too much do that too, but I mean, Papelbon's not there, so both those teams have way too have... much talent to do to something like that. And yeah. for the time no, being, I, I don't think the Nationals are going to implode yeah. and like finish fourth and finish fourth in the division, but uh, mm-hmm. they they might they might jump out of their funk a little differently than the Dodgers. Yeah, I think so. Um, and then I guess the Brewers are the only other team really. They're all NL teams. The AL looks about the AL is shaping up to what the AL is supposed to be. Right. Yeah, and I talked about the Yankees putting themselves back up there. Uh, the Angels have been really good. The Astros are insane. Um, you know, the Indians don't have any competition in their division. The Red Sox also were off to a blistering start, thanks to Mookie Betts. Yeah, we talked about that. That was kind of that was kind of the quick rundown there of the American League. Pretty, you know, pretty normal. That's kind of weird. We don't talk about normal. We like to talk about what's what stands out. What's what's interesting. Yeah. Um, I think the Pirates are pretty interesting. They're leading the NL Central. Um, it's pretty close all around there. Um, but, you know, like like I mentioned, the Brewers are kind of off to a slow start after making a lot of noise in the offseason. Um, I mean, the, the thing is, the Central, I mean, every team's over 500 except for the Reds mm-hmm. so far. Milwaukee's a game and a half out at 16 and 13. So all Milwaukee those teams are off is 16 to and 13? Start. Yes. I did not know that. I'm gonna be honest. I just looked a, and saw on a, fourth on a place. Four game losing streak. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I saw I saw fourth place in the division, and yeah, they have more wins than the second and third place teams. So I guess they don't really fit that that category. That was my mistake. But the Pirates yeah. are interesting. Yeah, Pirates are a surprise. Uh, the the tanking Pirates, based on the <laughs> off season um, sentiment, you know, trading away Garrett Cole who has also been phenomenal. We'll talk about him in a minute here. And Andrew McCutcheon. Right. You know, he's okay, too. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the the Pirates, man, their outfielders are looking good, and so is the rest of their team. You know, we'll, let's let's mention it now. Um, Nick Kingham, who is a rookie, he made his MLB debut today, actually, and he twirled seven Scoreless innings, nine strikeouts, no walks, and was perfect through six and two-thirds. It was really cool to see. I didn't watch it live, but um, obviously any time a rookie is able to do something like that in a major league debut, that, that's something that gives you goosebumps when you when you see that happen. Um, and, you know, that's, that's a good sign for a team that is kind of outperforming expectations so far. So what's up with the Pirates? Are they going to stick around there? Because right now their position players are looking pretty legit. I I can't knock them there, but you know there's questions with regards to pitching. Uh, can can the rest of their team hold up? They're not the same kind of powerhouses as the rest of the teams in that division. No, I think the Pirates out of those teams aren't built for the long run at this point. I think they can certainly linger and maybe challenge for a second wild card. But they like said the pitching doesn't have any depth. Uh, some guys are. Uh, 
uh, on the offense maybe overperforming uh, for what they should be. Like I said, I don't think I don't think there was questions about the outfield performing. Uh, Gregory Polanco was having a good bounce back. Um, I, I think though, compared to the other teams, the Cubs, Car- the the Cardinals, and the the Brewers, I don't think they're really built to to make this last for a hundred sixty two game season. Yeah, I think I'm with you there. The the starting pitching is a hold up for me. So, yeah, we talked about most of the surprise teams. We talked. We didn't really mention the Mets. Um, they're also nope. atop the NL East. NL East is looking like a very fun division, which is something that. I, I don't even somebody quoted before the season started as the Nationals being the only team trying to win the division. I think it was somebody on the Dodgers. This is this should be something you know. Do you recall that? Somebody yeah. I it might have been was it Kenley Jansen who said I don't know. the Nationals are the only team trying to win the NL East. I don't know if I can find any sort of proof of that, but that is something that I I can, I can double check that I don't recall that. Yeah, I don't I don't. The point is that it's definitely not the case. The Mets off to a really good start, and you know they did. They made some moves in the offseason. They didn't make, you know, giant splashes. But Todd Frazier's been really good for them. Um, you know, their outfield up until today, when Cespedes got hurt, has been really healthy. So, you know, there's a lot to like. The starting pitching has been healthy, and that's something we've never seen before. And yeah, the Mets are are looking like they're cruising right now. What what's what's up, Ray? Yeah, it, it was uh, Kenley Jansen who said that, and it's kind of a general frustration about tanking. He said uh, there's only there's one team competing for the title in the NL East. I think that, that was a little bit short sighted, considering um, that I think a lot of people saw the Braves and Phillies possibly making some noise in this in this division this year, not necessarily winning it. Uh, I don't think anybody truly believed in the Mets. Um, their pitching's been healthy. Jay Bruce, Todd Frazier, Adrian Gonzalez have uh yeah Adrian have, Gonzalez have, have who performed who well it? yeah yeah but um I'm not too sure and they said Cespedes just got hurt uh, naturally uh, I mean not with a hamstring so at least there's that but um I th- there's plenty of teams trying to win that division uh, I think the outlook at the, at the beginning of the year was that the Nationals were the only team really built to. Uh, but that turns out, at least early on, it's not necessarily the case. Yeah, and I, I'm gonna, just going to go ahead and say, I think the key for the Mets is Michael Conforto, who's not off to a great start, but he is healthy. He's shown that he's you know, not having any lingering effects from his shoulder injury from last year. And you know, he kind of has to be the guy on that team, I think, especially with Cespedes being the inconsistency that he is health-wise. Um, Conforto kind of has to step up and have a season like he did last year before going down. And, um, you know, similarly with the the Braves and the Phillies, I do think it comes down to how well the rookies can just step up and play. Um, with the with the Phillies first, I'll go ahead and mention it. I think everybody knows who we're talking about with the Braves. But with the Phillies, you know, Scott Kingery, I think, is a big key. They just lost J.P. Crawford um, to the DL uh, I don't remember the timetable for him, but Scott Kingery's going to have to step in and play some shortstop, which is something that, you know, he's kind of been doing. He's put, been playing everywhere, but he's going to have more playing time, and he's been off to kind of a slow start. So if he is able to hit like he's capable of, like he's shown he's capable of, then that's going to be huge for the Phillies. And same goes for the Braves. Ronald Acuna off to a blistering start. He's a stud, generational talent, and 
we just have to see that yeah. unfold. Like, Ozzy Albies obviously also is unbelievable. Um, and, you know, he nobody's expecting him to keep up the, the rate at which his power numbers are. Like, it's, it's ridiculous right now. He's at nine homers tied for the league lead, and he has 22 extra base hits this month. Uh, yeah, they're, they don't play tomorrow, so he finishes the month of April. That's not counting the first few games either with, I, I believe, 21 extra base hits, and that's, like, really close to the major league record for most extra bases in April. And this is a guy who had, like, 20-grade power as a prospect. So <laughs> I don't know what to tell you there. But, um, you know, Albies obviously has to maintain some level of consistency at the top, but Acuna's the key. That's that's simple, you know? Like, that. that's a game-changer. This is, like, Mike Trout, Ken Griffey Jr. type of hype that we should be seeing. So I, I, I'm... Beyond excited to see what he's able to do. He it's, he's just it, it's so effortless how he does it too. You know he pokes a ball into the gap and then it's it's already a double. You're thinking about a triple. Like he's basically what Byron Buxton could have been with even more like highly touted hitting ability. It's it's insane. So you know the, with the Braves and Phillies they're not out of this at all. The Mets are not out of it at all. The Nats are gonna have to work for it. Is my point this whole thing yeah and to backtrack to the Mets I think the key to the Mets will be starting pitching because outside of DeGrom and Syndergaard who have been who have been very good this year uh there's other three starting pitchers not that good um uh Jason Vargas has well he's not one of the three that I that I'm talking about but he is the other guy who has started a game he has one start three and two thirds nine earned runs uh so that's not good um but uh, like Zach Wheeler, Steve Matz, Matt Harvey all have plus four ERAs. Uh, Matt Harvey five seventy six. That's two two ninety seven batting average against. Uh, so not what you want from your bottom three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you'd like one of those guys to become more consistent behind Syndergaard, Syndergaard and the Grom, and obviously help. Yeah. Um, Syndergaard is still throwing hundred miles an hour, ninety mile an hour sliders. Um, it was no surprise the injury that he had last year because of just the nature of his his uh, stuff. So I think it you're sitting kind of precariously if you're going to lean on those two guys all year. Right. Yeah, but then at the same time, I, I think to myself, well, how many teams out there have a duo anywhere close to Syndergaard and DeGrom? There's maybe three other teams that I can think of that have a, du- a pitching duo that yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah, time. no, I, I mean – it's a dynamite one too. I think you want a more consistent three at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's it takes it's a long season. It takes it takes a full rotation. It takes a lot of depth. Um, so we'll see how this shakes out. But the point is, very fun division to watch. So you know we mentioned a few players that already are off to insane starts. Um, we'll go ahead and talk about a couple more because um, you know it's it's one it's a nice clean milestone to look at. So we talked about Ozzy Albies, who's tearing it up. Uh, we talked about Shohei Otani, who, of course, y- y- we watch every single step he takes on a field and every breath he takes and every meal he eats. But, you know, let's some of these other guys. Didi Gregorius, of course, is doing something that nobody was expecting. 10 homers already, 30 RBI in a month in change. That's ridiculous. 
and an OPS over 1,200. But he looks he looks as legit as it can be right now. Like, he's, he's doing it all. He's just seeing the ball super well. He's walking. He is in the perfect situation. Hitting between Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton, I'm beyond excited to see his end-of-season numbers. Please, baseball gods, keep this guy on the field. Um, so yeah, that's all I had to, to say there. You know, he's he's great. But um, Mitch Haniger is another guy, two years in a row. The voice is starting to go. I feel it. Uh, Mitch Haniger, though, second year in a row, has just destroyed the month of April. He hit his 10th homer today and <laughs> is now posting a slugging percentage over 700. How about that? That's some, like, second-half J.D. Martinez territory right there. What do you think about Mitch Haniger? Is are we gonna see a similar type of drop off as last year, or is this is this looking like it's here to stay? I think if he stays healthy, he, he's gonna be fine. He got hurt last year. I think it was oblique, which is mm-hmm. not what you want for anybody in baseball. It's not what so, you want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I think if he stays healthy, I think he'll be good. Yeah. No. I health is a big thing for him, and he's a very inconsistent guy in the minor leagues too, for the most part. Like a big power guy. And, you know, he's kind of a power play discipline player. And that's kind of what he's he's gone back to. You know, the the walk rates back up over, you know, ten percent. It's it's looking pretty good so far for him. Um, obviously the Mariners you know, I let's talk about the Mariners lineup for just a moment here. Mariners obviously are not going anywhere this season. But they have a very good top of the lineup over there you know d gordon is still a good leadoff hitter by by my estimation you know the speed does come into account i don't care about the on-base percentage as much when you have a guy that dynamic um he's not billy hamilton level bad but you know we that's still a team that has robinson cano out there looking good swinging it good nelson cruz who is going on to 38 years old this year i believe and is still mashing balls he had a game against the Indians the other day where he hit three balls over 114 miles an hour and a fourth ball that was hit like 109, 420 some feet. So I I can't begin to imagine how difficult it is. Like, okay, first of all, obviously nobody that isn't a major league baseball player and a really good one at that would even dream of hitting a ball 100 miles an hour. Then you add about 14 miles an hour to that and then you triple that in a single game and then throw in a homer for good measure as well like that's unbelievable what he was able to do that that note is kind of just a fun fact for most people but the way i see it that's one of the most impressive feats that i've I've ever seen obviously we don't have that much stack cast data to use but that was something that really just made me gasp like i i could not believe what he did and I watched watched the video of it right away like that man is still looking like he's in the prime of his career and he's he's old he's old and he's still doing that so and then of course Mitch Haniger who we were talking about that's that's what prompted this whole thing so at least their their one through four there is super good I'm I'm a big fan of a few of those Mariners players um all right so we let's talk about a couple of the pitchers who broke out through. Really, overall pitching has not been good, but Garrett Cole has been really good for the Astros. Patrick Corbin for the Diamondbacks. Why don't you go ahead and talk a little bit about 
these pitchers, what they've been able to do, how they transform themselves in such a short amount of time. So Garrett Cole has been absolutely fantastic in his first season in Houston. Started the uh, started the um, season with three straight eleven plus strikeout games. Uh, I think that tied or set a record, something like that. Uh, and he just had a twelve strikeout game today on Sunday. Mm, uh, yeah. In his shortest start of the year, six and two thirds. In his first five starts, he went seven apiece. Um, so that's just impressive that a guy can start the year with five straight starts of uh, seven innings flat. Um, and he's been fantastic. Uh, I think the knock on him has been consistency because he's certainly shown flashes um, of being a uh, elite pitcher, and then he's had stretches where he hasn't been that good. Mm-hmm. But I think in that. Uh, I mean, they transform the Astros transformed Charlie Morton into a um, upper upper level pitcher, and now they get a guy of Garrett Cole's caliber. Uh, that's just scary, and he has proven to be scary on the mound so far. And Patrick Corbin, uh, a guy that I a few people definitely saw coming. I certainly had my eye on him to start the year as a start opening day. He's got a .75 WHIP. Uh, 12.4 Ks per nine. That is just fantastic. Four and no records so far, like a 225 area or something like that. Had a complete game shutout uh, a couple weeks ago uh, uh, against the Giants. He has just been lights out so far to start the year, looking like vintage Patrick Corbin from 2013 uh, before he had Tommy John. And this is something that uh, some, like I mentioned, some people saw coming because he's finally fully healthy mm-hmm. and he is a really good pitcher. And if he can keep this up, I think the the D-backs will be the D-backs will obviously be very happy. Yeah, I meant I mentioned these two pitchers, or you know, I brought these two pitchers up mostly because they look like the most likely candidates to sustain this type of success. There's been a few pitchers that have had some good starts this month. Um, you know, Jose Barrios has been off to a good start. Uh, Blake Snell, like there's there's other young pitchers that look really good, but these are two that look pretty sustainable, and you know I, I can, you cannot say enough about that Astros rotation. It's the best by far in baseball. It's I, there's nothing even close to it. Justin Verlander at the top of that thing. Now you have Garrett Cole in there, and then you have Lance McCullers and Dallas Keuchel, and then Charlie Morton rounding things out. That's unbelievable. And, you know, like we said with the Diamondbacks, this is a big reason why they've won nine straight series. It's this guy basically locking down every start that he's that he's out there with. And a lot of it just has to do with embracing analytics, pitch usage. We talk about it so much, and it's real. It's not just speculation. This is something that these players work on with their training staff and make significant changes to their game and you see significant changes in the results. So, you know, that's just a a nice reminder of that. We get to see some nice, you know, round one-month sample numbers of the the work that these guys are able to put in. So, you know, it all looks good. And, you know, we, at, at this point, a month into the season, we can kind of project going forward, but I'm... Almost gonna, I'm almost positive that my opinions about most of these players and most of these things we talked about are going to be very different in a month. So, with that, you know, I think that's a good place for us to to end off our podcast for today. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add about anything that we talked about or anything new going forward? 
Uh, it's been a fun April so far. Glad baseball's back and can't straight through to October. Let's do it. Straight through. Let's yeah. Let's get it. We're we're uh, you know, we're we're having fun here podcasting as well. I think that's always an important thing. I'm here and my voice is just gone, but I still want to do this because I really enjoy talking about baseball. So, you know, we'll be back. We'll we'll keep up the two podcasts a week uh, for as long as we can here, and. Um, yeah, so if you did enjoy the podcast today, uh, you can rate, review, comment, subscribe, do all that stuff uh, wherever you're listening to this. And I recommend you check out our website, BeTheShiftBaseball.com. It's a great place to find all of our stuff in a nice central location. So BeTheShiftBaseball.com. And on social media, at BeTheShiftBP, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, check us out there. Connect with us. We want to hear what you have to say. Um you know all that all that stuff you know it's we want to interact with listeners that's what would make this even more fun than it already is so yeah that's gonna do it for this one today as always ray peace